Welcome back to Janelle Talks Too Much. Today, we're going to be talking about our willingness to believe in whatever. Why do we do that? This is a series that I branched off of because things you can't talk about with your parents did really well. And I kind of got to thinking, we need to address why we do the things that we do. For those who don't know, I have a degree in creative media. I majored in creative media and I have a minor in psychology. I've always been very interested in how the mind operates and what affects how the mind operates, but I've also been very interested in sociology. So why we do the things that we do, why society is the way it is. Now, I don't come to brag or lift myself above others through way of education and try and look down on people. I state these things as a way to say, I know what I'm talking about in these areas. So it's in your best interest to not argue too hard or heavily if you do not have credentials in the area yourself. Does that mean you can't have an opinion? No, absolutely. You're allowed to have an opinion. However, I don't think it wise to combat anybody on any subject they are well-versed on if you yourself are not. So getting right into that, in America, some people feel as though they cannot have an opinion without being called a racist, sexist, bigoted, whatever. More emphasis from what I've realized, there's more emphasis placed on the entitlement of having First Amendment rights to free speech than the value of the statement uttered itself. What I mean by that is that I'm looking at you, Alabama. We rank dead last, number 50 in the nation in overall education, according to US News and World Report in 2019. Point being, Maybe if we focused more on our knowledge and education on a topic before having an opinion or statement ready, maybe then we would have more productive conversations about things that we disagree on. Maybe we would get more shit done that way too, you think? So this portion, I'm going to talk a little bit about Hitler, not too in-depth, but I just wanted to kind of prepare people for that. I tie a lot of his infamy to our willingness to believe and how he got where he got was how he spoke. He spoke so eloquently to a large group of people that had no reason to mistrust him and a huge willingness to believe in whatever. And then the Holocaust happened. So our willingness to believe, I often tie back to Hitler and his infamy. As much as I'm proud to be of German descent, I don't like that part of it. However, that is something that is, it happened. It is a fact. And we all learned about it in our little fourth and fifth grade bullshit ass education history class that we had, right? We learned about the Holocaust and it was sad and it was tragic and everything like that. But what we did not really learn a whole lot about is how he got where he was. Hitler got to the position of chancellor of Germany because he was a good talker because he was a really, really good talker. And I encourage you, if you have never, go watch one of his speeches, like just a couple minutes and look at how passionate this man is. Look at how he uses his hands and he's he's articulate in what he's saying. If you don't speak German, you wouldn't know that, but I do. And this man is really up there doing the most. The way that Hitler spoke gained him a blind following of Aryan supporters to which he convinced there's no need to question any of this. The sky is polka dot and green and it's beautiful, but you don't need to go check it out. Here, I'll illustrate verbally a picture for you of what that was like for me. And your willingness to believe it will allow you to believe the sky is actually green with pink polka dots if you don't ever go outside and check it yourself. There's things that will constrict you to your ways of thinking, whether it be religion or fear, both 
There's all kinds of different things that will prevent you from educating yourself and you will allow yourself to justify staying where you're at because of these things. So I'm not trying to punch down on anybody or say like, oh, you shouldn't be religious or I'm thinking you just, you can be who you are and you can think how you think, but you cannot blame someone else for being broad-minded and accepting different perspectives on life. You just simply can't do it. So you can have your opinions. I just urge you not to speak (laughs) if you're one of these people. So if you're sitting here listening to this like boiling mad, because the shoe fits too well, this is for you. Because Hitler's logic was absolutely ludicrous. It was detestable. He didn't make being Aryan sound irresistible. He made every other group of people, Jewish ones in particular, inhuman in the eyes of his followers. They were dirty, deceitful, directly to blame for all that was wrong with the world. He pitched a problem that did not actually exist, convinced people to submit to him, and assured his followers that him and the Third Reich would take care of all that. So you see where I'm going with this treacherous ideology of I know what I think and what I think is is law and correct and everybody should abide to the same way of thinking because it's just been done for thousands of years and this is a tradition and we have to know we're not doing that anymore. We are breaking traditions. We are breaking generational cycles. We are thinking of new things, even things that make us uncomfortable and push our limits a little bit in ways of comfortability. It's still you growing and learning. People talk about growing all the time. That, that shit is not fun. That shit's not like, woohoo, I learned a lesson. That was, wow, that was really satisfying. That shit hurt. That shit is not fun. But afterwards, looking back on it, you're able to say, wow, look at how I used to think versus where I am today. I gained so much from that experience, from that knowledge, from that educational moment. You can't convince me education doesn't do something for you. I do want to make it clear that people are entitled to their opinions, 100%. You are free to believe whatever you want, however you want, for whatever reason. I do not have a problem with any of that. What I do have an issue with is the people who have these opinions and think that a Google search on the topic is a good enough of an education to teach others or combat others with that information. And people say, oh, like your Wikipedia argument, you Google that. I'm not talking about for Facebook comments. I'm talking about real world consequences, okay? People have podcasts all day, every day nowadays, and you have people that are speaking crazy ideologies about women and black women in particular, that are speaking it as a comedic, oh, it was just a joke. Mm, Yeah, but you've got like 15-year-old incels watching your show, taking that as fact, okay? So you have to be careful on what you say. Not to be, you know, tiptoeing around people's feelings or be politically correct because your words can have real world consequences. And so for you to think that Googling something such as let's just let's just tackle racism for just a second. okay? because it's an easy topic. Right. And it is highly, highly talked about. So for someone who is a white supremacist, uh, a nationalist, whatever you want to call them, their Google search history, I could only fucking imagine, would probably comprise of something like, you know, um, (laughs) Um, black on black crime, Obama, uh, rebel flags for sale. You know what I'm saying? So there's certain things within your Google search range that Google is programmed to suggest for you based on your likes and your interests. These companies sell your interests to advertisers who will then advertise your interests back to you in order to prompt you to buy their product. I'll let you take a second and digest that. This is not some crazy conspiracy theory. This is not me saying, oh, they're listening to you. No, sweetheart, I have a degree in this field. I have studied this for literally years. There are people who have worked for major corporations like this that have come out after the fact and said, yes, we are listening. You should deactivate your microphone 100% from these apps that you use every day because we are 100% listening to you. Not convinced? Okay, I have a friend that wrote a script about a character that was experiencing bankruptcy. That was the whole point, that was the whole plot. And 
the word bankruptcy, I don't know how many times is used in the script, but it was something like 17 pages long. So quite often, mind you, my, my friend is in college. He's not experiencing bankruptcy at this time in his life, but the script that he sent around in his email, his student email, he started receiving advertisements for bank loans. Help us, well, let us help you get out of debt now. Call us now. That like everywhere, not just in his email, Facebook and everywhere else. He just started seeing it everywhere. And he's like, what the hell? I'm not, I'm not bankrupt. And I thought to myself, okay, the only logical answer is the fact that your email is not as private as you were once convinced it was. It doesn't mean that there's a hacker in there, you know, spreading your business. It means that there is software in there that is designed to scan for things like that. The same thing with social media apps. So think about that for just a second, because that is a fact. So now then take away from the search engine that you use, when you yourself, your interest, your likes, whatever, maybe you're you're aiming to be an Instagram model, right? And you have no idea even where to start. So then you start seeing suggestions for like ring lights and all this makeup and, and brand this and brand that and a new camera this and a tripod that. It's, it becomes a little bit quicker of a process because everything that you have is being advertised back to you based on what you are speaking on or what your interests are. So when you're using a search engine of any type, especially the major platform one, that is going to be catered to your interests. So if you are trying to do research about black on black crime or, you know, Trayvon Martin, any major case like that, George Floyd, anything, your search results are going to be skewed in the direction that you stand on. It is not likely that you are going to get an objective based article or piece of information that will not justify your side of the way of thinking. So that's why I'm encouraging you, everyone, to remain objective as long as you can because operating off of emotion, that's not how educated people who are able to grow and offer good things to the world actually communicate and digest information. It just doesn't happen like that. So the only thing that you really have toward an argument is how you feel about the topic, but nothing other than that. I am the kind of person, depending on how you come about it, that will politely educate you and say, you need a little bit more information here, in my opinion, in order to speak on something like that. And until you do, I'm politely requesting that you just don't speak on it as heavy because you don't really know what you're talking about. Or you need to just shut the hell up about that because you really don't know what the fuck you're talking about because you're just talking about your feelings. Did you have anything else to add to the topic? Where did you, okay, so where did you hear that from? Who, who said that? What article? What scholastic journal published in what year by what author? Have you yourself experienced any of that? No, you're just talking points off of what you remember off of the news or off of Facebook or off of whatever. You're speaking about the emotional aspect of how you feel about a topic. You're not actually talking about the topic or anything to relate to it, to combat it, to justify it, anything. You're just talking about the emotion. With that, I just wanted to lightly remind everyone, I'm not sitting here beating you in the head saying, go do your research. No, I'm saying you should you should really watch what you say, 100%. It is very touchy out here regarding a whole plethora of topics. Like racism was just the easy one to go with. I wasn't really trying to get into that super deep, but I'm just really tired of seeing this whole victim complex of, I can't have an opinion without being labeled as such and such. No, I mean, you can't because the truth of the matter is, that is what it is. You are being called out. It's not that you can't have an opinion. It's that you can't say that without consequences of being called what it is. 
So because you don't know that it's racist, because you don't know what you said is sexist, in your mind, you're like, well, I didn't say the N-word. I'm not racist. That's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you didn't say that. And that's not what constitutes racism. That is not the only thing that makes someone racist. And if you don't know that, how would you know that what you said is not racist? Right. So you need to take time to educate yourself. And we also need to take time for ourselves to educate others in a polite way. So that way they will know in the future, hmm, maybe that comment about kinky hair to my coworker was probably not the most appropriate for a coworker. I like to incorporate a real life situation in all of my podcasts. So I'll go ahead and do one here toward the end. I had to educate a coworker at a past employment place I was at. And, um, this is regarding skin color. I was the only person of color in this office and that never really became an issue until one day. And all of my coworkers, like I said, they're not, they're white people. And this one girl, she's a little olive, but she's white. She is white passing. She's not a, she's not a woman of color. She's not Hispanic, anything like that, but she's got a little tan to her. And she was speaking with another coworker of mine next to me about tanning lotion or tanning beds and things like that and you know I'm not a part of this conversation because I need not tan I'm that way year-round but I was letting them have their conversation and then all of a sudden this co-worker we'll call her Stacy Stacy puts her her arm next to mine and says see I'm I'm almost her color see I'm almost like I'm almost as dark as you you know and I swear on my life there was a patron uh in in this uh job that looked at me and looked at her and then I looked at her like, are, did you really just fucking say that? Like, are you kidding me? Like our eyes said everything and she looked like a deer caught in headlights. Poor Stacy. So you're thinking, right? Like poor Stacy. Yeah, she didn't know. Clearly she didn't know. But in that moment, I was like, I have to be, I have to educate her. I have to, because that was so inappropriate. And she has no clue until we look at her with complete silence. Like, really girl? <laughs> So she takes kind of like a metaphorical step back and I, I said, I'll be right back. I apologize. And I turn to her and I say, Stacy, don't ever in your life say that to someone who's black again. That's not okay. That's not cute. That is, I know that in the past, maybe you've gotten away with that and nobody's ever said anything to you, but that was fucked up. Do not compare your skin color to someone like mine because I experience racism because of mine. You do not. Okay, you can tan your skin to get darker like mine, or you cannot tan and be perceived as white, but you don't suffer consequences of racism because of your skin color. So do not ever compare yours to mine. Okay? And I excused myself to the bathroom because at this point I was I was kind of upset. Like I was I could feel myself boiling on the inside. It took everything in me to not smack the dog shit out of her right there. But verbally I think I did that. I think I verbally dog smacked the shit out of her and dog walked her the entire way to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom, I take a moment for myself and I come back out. And Stacy immediately, I'm so sorry, da 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 da. I didn't mean da da da. I said, I I accept your apology. I did not. One thing I did not say was, it's okay, it's okay. You're fine. You're good. If you know me in real life, you know that I I say that quite often to excuse things or try and reassure people. Like you have nothing to apologize for. You're good. It's fine. You're okay. I purposely did not say those things because it's not okay. You're not good. It's not fine. Yes, you did not know any better, but I'm not going to come back and pat you on the head like a dog who peed on the carpet. Like, I still love you. It's fine. No, I appreciate your apology, but I had to let you know that that was messed up. So just in the future, you know, and I wasn't being mean to her at this point. I had time to cool off. I said, just, it's, we're, we're neutral and I'm not angry or anything. I just, I appreciate it. I appreciate your apology and your willingness to understand how that made me feel. So thank you for your apology. And, and just left it at that. Um, I don't talk to this person anymore, obviously, because I don't work at that place anymore. But 
that's just a small moment that I had to take for myself. I had to. Being the only person of color in that workspace, there was no one else that was going to stand up for me. And I think as a mixed person living in the South, I have suffered enough racism. I have suffered enough microaggressions. At this point in my life, I'm an adult. If I don't speak up for myself now, I'm never going to really feel like I'm okay taking up space in where I am. So with that being said, white folks in particular, please don't sit here and feel like you have any room to tell a person of color that they're not well within their rights to tell you what's up, to tell you what's racist. You don't know what's racist. You think you do, but because you yourself cannot experience it, you can experience discrimination. You cannot experience racism. And if you want to combat me on that, I encourage you to go do your research. You can Google that. And, and find out the difference of what racism and discrimination are. But you are not in a position to tell anybody what racism is. So again, I encourage everybody to please take a step back to ref- do some reflecting and be more careful and considerate of your words to people. You might be joking around and thinking it's hilarious, but in reality, you might be causing all kinds of trauma for somebody. You might be the king or queen of microaggressions and not even be aware of it because no one has taken the time to say, hey, Stacy, you need to calm down with that. Because if I talk about this, that, and the third and your white attributes, all of a sudden you feel insecure, huh? Right. But it was just a joke, Stace. Don't be mad. Right. I'm not in a position to tell Stacy, you shouldn't feel that way. I was just joking. That's not mean. So with that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope that you guys are enjoying this as much as I am because every time that I have a thought on something, I literally just sit down and record. At this point, (laughs) at this point, that's just, it is what it is. So I hope that you were able to take something away from this. And um, if you're liking what you hear, just let me know on Twitter. I really do appreciate everybody and all the support that I have now. Love you guys to the moon and back.